Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 11th. And as always, today's podcast, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perrion Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Hot Toddy Day. Are you a fan of hot toddies? I'm not really, but you know, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing, I'm not really that big of a fan, but I, it, I don't know, man. I'm just weird. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I'm really surprised. So I, I've heard of hot toddy. I've heard of the drink. Uh, and, and until it was hot toddy day, I honestly had no idea what was in a hot toddy. And I looked it up, buddy. This is right down my alley. How have I never had a hot toddy? Really I, I am. I, I'm very, very disappointed, man. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's just a little bit of water. You know, it's this says one and a half ounces of whiskey, so it's probably around four or five ounces of whiskey. Um, a couple teaspoons of honey, some lemon, and a cinnamon stick. Dude, that is that is right up my alley. And, and you want the water obviously to be uh, to be hot when you pour it in there. Um, I'm a little disappointed that I've never had this. I might try it this weekend because it's supposed to get. We're supposed to get cooler temperatures the next couple of days. I'm not going to say it's going to be cold, but cooler temperatures. Um, I am going to try this out, dude. This is right up my alley. Yeah, but hot toddies are really meant for you when you get sick, right? Uh, I think so. I think that's the. Um, I think that's the. The it's cough not, not really and cold. Meant, not really meant for you to just like. Hey, I'm going to make this for fun. <laughs> well, when do I use stuff when the way it's meant to be used? I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, did you come up with your own way to utilize different things it's uh it's fun and adventurous and you find out new things that you enjoy and new ways to use stuff it's it's amazing uh billy today is also national milk day sir sign me up i'm in yeah. for milk i'm there with you dude I- i've tried to drink less milk the older i've gotten because i've sort of become semi-lactose intolerant i think uh, yeah, it's 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 bad, and and milk inflames your joints too. Um, so I try to drink milk very sparingly now that I'm uh, older and uh, quite out of shape. Uh, but when I was a little kid, dude, I, I dude, I could put down some milk. Dude, we go through a gallon of milk in, in our house like every couple of nights. Yep, yeah, it's unreal. And that's just between because Cassie doesn't like it, but that's between me and Gavin, and Gavin and I just. just chugs and milk man what, what's your favorite brand of milk honestly and this is i think it's just because of, of it's gotten so i've gotten so used to it over the years um it's the laura lynn brand which is uh ingles oh okay okay milk i i've gotten so used to it it's it's so it's just good and i i there's nothing i could else i could say about it it's just really really good so for my money, you can't beat Mayfield. I understand that. And I, it's uh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 so rich. It's fantastic. Um, 
I, I know this isn't like normal milk, but I, I've also started to like uh, almond milk and coconut milk. Oh, um, mm-mm, mm-mm. dude, both of those have a very, very good taste. I'm not going to say they're they're good substitutes for normal milk, uh, but they they have some. They have a very, very unique taste to them. They are uh, they're fantastic, especially the smoothies. Only the tit on an almond. Well, you know, <laughs> I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Uh, Billy, the Hawks and Bucks, they play tonight on a nationally televised game on ESPN. Uh, Are we going to embarrass ourselves? That's sort of that's that shouldn't be the question that I'm asking going into this game. But that is the that's that's the big question that is looming in the back of my mind is, are we going to embarrass ourselves? I don't think so. Honestly, the Hawks, uh, the Hawks have been trying to get out of this little slump that they've been in and they've been playing some decent teams um have run into some buzzsaws out out west for some reason they did they just can't beat the lakers for some reason and it's <laughs> still understand the lakers aren't even good right now i know and it sucks but it's just one of those things i think hawks just need to uh, I'm, I'm glad they had a couple nights off and, and decided okay this is this is what we're gonna do and just gonna kill it right now so i think Coming home, it's at home. I think Trey will. It's on ESPN, so you know Trey's going to play well. Um, that's just because that's what Trey does. So I have a feeling we'll, we'll at least play well. You know what I mean? I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope you're right, man. I, I, you know, I, I was so optimistic about this Hawks team coming into the season. Uh, and they've sort of just fell on their faces, and it, it's it's sort of hard for me to get back optimistic about them this year. And I really don't want to be that way with the Hawks this year because they have so, they have so much talent when you look at it on paper. Really do, but for some reason it's just not coming together. The past, uh, so they've played the Bucks so far twice this season. They're one and one against them. Uh, the first time they play them, we lost one twenty three to one fifteen. Trey had forty two points though. Uh, and that game was not televised on TV, and that was like that was like a one possession game the entire fourth quarter. And then the second time we played them, we beat them one seventeen to ninety eight. That was the game I remember. Dejounte Murray played some of the best lockdown defense I've seen on Giannis, right? Possibly ever. It was it was really really good. That's the game I think at one point we had like a we had like a twenty point lead, and we held we held uh, Milwaukee to under eighteen points. In the fourth quarter, which was a breath of fresh air at the time, um, and that was the game. Uh, Trey wasn't Trey wasn't playing. We 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 uh, we didn't have Trey that night, and that was the Bucks' first loss of the season. So we've proven a we can do it, and b we can do it without Trey if need be. So we have the recipe to beat this team. We just got to put it all together tonight. Uh, the early report is that Clint Capella is out tonight. So that. Um, what was the what was the exact wording they said about when he would return? Soon? Well, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't soon. It was. Uh, he's close. He's close. That's what it was. There it is. <laughs> he's close. We heard that like a month ago, Billy. What is what is close? What's the definition of close? We heard that a month ago. When's he returning? The hell if I know. And it, I think that's just that's uh, GM speak. He's close. He's close. He's close. He's close. He's close. Okay. He's close. To, I, oh, you know what they didn't say though? I don't think they finished that phrase with "he's close to returning." I think <laughs> they just said he's close. So that could mean any. They could have mean he was close to the broadcast when they were doing the interview. I didn't think about that. Maybe it's a bit of wordsmithing, bit of wordplay there. He's close. He, I, we didn't say he was close to returning from injury. 
We what we meant was he's close to the facility. He's pulling up now. I really, I really have a, a good feeling about the fact that if once we do get our CC back and get our our starting five, they'll start a run, and they need to start a run. But uh, you know, that's just I'm waiting on that to happen. You know what I mean? I hope so, dude. I, I hope that is um, I hope that is what is in store for the Hawks. Right now, like we said yesterday, hey, we we didn't play yesterday when we moved up in the standings. Love to see it. We are now ninth in the standings uh but i mean we're only three oh. games behind a playoff position so there's no reason to panic once we get clint back we can we can go on a run and, and clinch a six spot right right all right let's let's keep our fingers crossed that when they said he's close they actually meant he's close to returning from injury and not just close to the facility for practice yeah fingers fingers crossed hawks win the night market eight they're a two-point dog Hawks win the night. Mark it eight, dude. You a dog at home, at home? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I get against the Bucks. I, I don't. I'm not surprised about that. I mean, they're uh, they're right now. They're the third best team in, in the East. So I mean, two point or two points, two games behind the, the Celtics. So I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not upset about that. Billy, are you ready for? I was going to say our listeners' favorite segment of the week, but I don't know if we have any listeners. Uh, so are you ready for mine and your favorite segment of the week? Uh, I'm always ready for some audio fun, buddy. Audio fun. Let's do it. Folks, like I said yesterday on TikTok, if you're not following us on TikTok, I don't know why. That's, what are you doing? It's your problem. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? What's going on? Follow us on TikTok. We give updates every single day on what we're going to be talking about the next morning. Take your uh, I, do what? Take your neighbors, too. Shake your neighbors. Absolutely. Un, uh, you know, unwarranted. Just go over where they open the door up to go to, to work. Just be standing on their front porch, grab them and shake them, and just scream out "Morning Five and then run away into the woods. Yeah. That now m- make sure you have clothes on first. I did that one <laughs> time. No clothes. Big thing with the local police here in Villarica, but that is what it is. Um, I, I said on TikTok, I'm going to try not to make this a McAfee laden audio fun. And I think I only have 50% of the audio fun here is McAfee clips. I could have done 100%. Everybody knows my man crush on Pat. Uh, but only 50% of it is McAfee. The first clip is on the McAfee show, but it is Stephen A. Smith. And he is trying to describe what the Brooklyn Nets need to win a championship this year and beat the Boston Celtics. Brooklyn, I believe, needs a little bit more girth, a big body that's just there to bang. That's what they need. Somebody that can move bodies. They got everything else. Whoa. So that is what the Brooklyn Nets need to win a championship. Are you serious? I am dead serious that that is what Stephen A. Smith thinks the Brooklyn Nets need to win a championship. How is this possible? How is this possible that this man continues to say this kind of stuff on TV and we in trouble for stuff? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they need some girth, Billy, and they just need a big body that's there to bang. That's that's what they need to win a championship, to beat the Boston Celtics. Oh, my God. I'll be honest with you, folks. Stephen A. on Pat McAfee was amazing. And if he could act the way he did on Pat McAfee show and not the typical shock jock you see on ESPN... I would watch every single minute of Stephen A. Smith's production stuff, you know, TV shows, radio shows, whatever it is. He was really, really good. I really enjoyed his segments. 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty solid. Once you once you tweeted that out, I immediately jumped over and watched it, and he was he was fantastic. I loved it. I'm going to check out his podcast to maybe see if it's going to be more of the way he was talking on, on Pat and less the shock, shock jockey ESPN stuff he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, Stephen A. Smith thinks the Brooklyn Knicks need more girth. And uh, Big Body that's just, just oh. there to bang. Um, this next one, Billy, it's, uh, you know, McAfee is not a college football guy. He's an NFL guy. And, and, and Pat just wanted to show his appreciation to the entire fan base of college football fans for for welcoming Pat into their homes all season long and giving him support. And, and this is Pat just thanking the fans. I personally would like to say thank you to the college football community for allowing me to penetrate you this season and be inside of you all year. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> it's very nice of Pat um, uh. to to recognize what we have done for McAfee all season with him on the ESPN broadcast and to acknowledge that we welcomed him into our homes on our TV sets with arms wide open. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, arms wide open. I mean, you know, just under the sunlight. Welcome to this place. Uh, you know, we'll show you everything. We'll show you love. You know, I mean, that's that's what CFP fans are all about. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Billy, I put this one on there because this might be a historic moment. This is possibly Kirk Herbstreet's last headgear. Herbie's headgear? Very, very likely. This is last. This is Herbie's last headgear pick. It doesn't sound great on radio. I'll go ahead and preface this. It's much better on TV. But Kirk Herbstreet. Or excuse me, not her Kirk Herbstreit. Jesus, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm wait a second. Herbie or Corso? Corso? Corso. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Corso. This is possibly Corso's last head headgear pick. It's not great on radio. It's much better on TV. But this man has been such a massive part of my life, and and Billy, I, I know yours too. Absolutely. Um, I, I, when we were kids, dude, waking up, I would I would turn ESPN on at 7 a.m. and sit there until 10 a.m. Uh, to 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 get ready for it. So th- this this is Corso's possibly last headgear pick. Good game. Yep. Give me that. Y'all got. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh. Alrighty. Oh. Wait, wait, oh. wait. It's not on you. No. No. And that was when he when he picked up Uga's head, threw it on the ground, then put on TCU's hat. Why didn't they have the horn frog head there? Why was it just a hat? I, that I don't know. I saw that, this live, and it you're right. It was it was absolutely awkward TV, and you hate to see that from Corso because, like you said, and he also said um, a little bit later in that clip, he's like UGA. Yeah, and we're like, wait, what? What, what was the pick? Um, what was that, coach? So, yeah, it's... Uh, listen, if, if Corso retires, we're going to have an entire podcast dedicated to Lee Corso. Um, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I almost, almost love the guy. You know, I almost grew up with him as a little kid. So uh, that that is possibly Corso's last headgear pick. It was kind of goofy, but that's sort of what Corso's been all season. He, he's getting old. He's getting up there in age. Um, you know, I, I am all for Corso... Do what? He's missed a lot of game day. Like a he lot has. of game day. He he has missed a ton of game day. And listen, I'm all for Corso doing this for the next ten years and fumbling and stumbling and bumbling his way through game day as long as he wants to. It's your set. You do what you want to do. 
You want to come up here and curse every single Saturday and get the FCC on ESPN? If I'm the producers of it, you do it. Because the admiration that Herbie and, and even Pat have for Corso is something that is unrivaled in sports media right now. Uh, and, and, and I love it. I love to see their interactions. <laughs> So it's, 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 it's an open, you want to come up here and, and do it, Corso, for the next 10 years, you do it. Or if you want to come on the morning five, Corso, we'll have you on here. <laughs> you come here every single morning. Yeah. I'm sure uh, in the last, oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. Uh, and the last one, it, it, it was pretty cool uh, on, on Monday night, Pat McAfee has become so big that he is getting superstars to join his, his broadcast and, and talk to him about the game. Do what? Yeah, Tim Tebow on it at one point. He did. He sung Tim Tebow "Happy Birthday," and now he's in trouble with the FCC about that. What? Yeah, apparently, like "Happy Birthday" is the one song you should not sing on live TV because it's a big fine. What? Yeah, Are yeah. They had a whole segment. I'm dead serious, dude. I am not joking. It's like a, it's like a thirty five thousand dollar fine per minute or something. What? The? Okay. Yeah, because somebody owns it. So. Yeah, that was that was a whole segment on on uh, Pat McAfee show yesterday. Wow! Uh, but this this is Pat and the crew, and they're joined by a legendary head coach to help them get through the broadcast, Mister Lou Holtz. What are you watching out there, Coach? Well, Pat, thanks thanks for letting me come on the show. I'm gonna try not to explode my larynx trying to yell over in the crowd. It's loud in there. If you're talking. <laughs> To Sonny Dykes and TCU right now, you don't say anything. You say, hey, coach, don't get beat by 90, okay? There's. <laughs> Anytime Ty Schmidt does his Lou Holtz impression, I just absolutely lose it. <laughs> the bad thing is, it, and honestly, like, Ty has done such a great job at, at Lou's impression. That's actually a bad impression of him. Like it is, you know what it I mean? is. It really is. Like it's not, it's not one of the good ones that he's done. Like he's, he's done some, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he had to yell so much, and it just changed how the impression is. But yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Good. You just can't tell him. Don't get beat by ninety. <laughs> you know, Lou Holtz actually uh, sent uh, Ty Schmidt a letter after yeah. the first. Yeah, yeah. told him that was a you know, despite you know, maybe maybe not so much on the cursing part, but that was a fantastic uh, impression. That is your audio fun for the week of this week, whatever week we're in, January something through January something, January 9th through the thirteenth. Bingo! There yeah. we are. All right, Bryce, you got to get through this, and it's it's something that you and I have fought about, and it's something that a lot of people have said openly, and I'm, I'm not here for. Okay, what's that? A lot of people, including yourself, has said that uh, the Peach Bowl was the natty. Okay, it was not the natty. You you are not on board with it being the natty. It, it was not the natty. It was the semifinal. It, yeah, okay. Was it though? It's very, uh, it's irritating, and it's it's mostly because I think I'm I'm thinking very very black and white, and I understand the sentiment. Wow, that's I, very 1950s of you. I under I, right. I understand the sentiment, but it's not it's not there. Like yes, it was a more it was a better game against two more talented teams than what happened in the Natty, but it was not the Natty. It was not. Was it the two best teams in college football 
playing each other at the in time, an elimination game. At the time, yes, but it wasn't Boom, the natty. National Championship game. Boom! Natty. No. It was the natty. No. I, no it, it was the natty, just like the AFC Championship this year is the Super Bowl. No, no that's not. No. That's mm-hmm. not the case. Yep. Oh. It is. It, I agree that whoever's coming out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I also Boom, Super agree, Bowl. I also agree that whoever was coming out of the semifinal with the Peach Bowl was going to win. The, was going to win the Natty. Oh, it's not the Natty. It's not. Oh, it was the Natty. No, it was, sir. It was indeed the national championship game. Oh, and it's honestly, it's the when you say that, it makes you sound so just. Childish. It really does. It was it was the national championship game. It it's it's like you're holding on to something that absolutely means nothing. You lost a game. How do you feel knowing we lost the national championship game by one point? You lost a game that the national championship. sent us to a national championship and you think, oh well, because it's against the national champion, uh it it was the natty. No. It no, was the natty. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was our national championship. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was still a semifinal. No, nah, it was a national championship. No. No, it wasn't. Uh-huh. It was the Natty. Yeah, it was. It was the Natty. The winner, the winner of that game was the best team in college football. And that is what the national championship is supposed to determine. Okay. See, there you go. There, You're starting to have some language. It's what the national championship is supposed to determine. You're right. But it didn't happen this year. Because so you're saying team. there's something wrong with the national championship and the fact that it wasn't Ohio State UGA. That's what I'm, you're saying. I'm saying the Peach Bowl. So what was Ohio State UGA? Yeah. The the Super Bowl of college football? I'm saying the Peach Bowl was not the Natty. It was a semifinal game that that's, was between two very, very talented teams, including our own. And whoever won that one, I agree with you, would have gone on to win the Natty. But that doesn't mean that it's the Natty. No. What if I get you a shirt that says Peach Bowl National Championship? Would you wear that around? Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, oh. For a couple of reasons. A, we didn't win it. <laughs> it wasn't the Natty. Oh, it was the Natty, though. Just the mentality, man. It, it drives me freaking crazy. And I, I talked with Matt, Matt Ridgeway about this earlier in the week. And, and like, literally hours later, you're like, well, the, the Natty was Monday. Or last week. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh. oh. By it, the way, I have a, uh, I know, I know he's going to listen to this. I have a massive bone to pick with, uh, with Matt Ridgway on his, on his Facebook post in the, uh, he made it out to seem like UGA was the underdogs all year. Uh, and that was, that was a thousand percent not the case in any part of America. Um, <laughs> folks, when, you, when you're looking at who is the better team, Stop looking at who they rank where. It, that that does not matter at all. That is one million percent just for television views. Vegas is all that matters. And Vegas had Georgia after the national championship last year, either one or two in odds. I don't remember what they were. It, it was either Georgia-Bama or Bama-Georgia. It was something like that. Um, and Georgia was never the dog in any game they played. I know the Tennessee game, they were ranked three. Tennessee was ranked one. That's not true rankings. They did that just for television. UGA was favored by, I think, three and a half. Um, so the underdog mentality, don't let Kirby Smart's amazing coaching and his brainwashing of that team affect normal fans. I don't know how Kirby Smart 
got Georgia convinced that they were underdogs like all year. Uh, and they were the hunters. No doubt about it. They were not hunted this year. They were the hunters. They Kirby Smart did an amazing job coaching this year of, you know, not having Georgia be complacent and entitlement, which is what Kirby said. He didn't have entitlement seep into that program. I don't know how he did it. That was an absolutely phenomenal job. But fans outside looking in, uh, you were never underdogs at any point in this season ever. Nobody said that. And if they did, they're idiots because Vegas never said that. And Vegas is all that matters in sports. You're not wrong. You're really not wrong. Uh, Can Kirby do it again? I mean, uh, was that uh, Kirby convincing his Georgia team that they 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 were the hunters and they were the underdogs seemingly week in and week out. Was that one of the best coaching jobs you've ever seen in college football this year? He's he's a master at it. He really is. Um, he loved to see it because and you sent me his um, it, the leaked audio, which I wish. We could oh, my God. On, on the podcast. <laughs> I really thought about going through it and parsing through and putting it in audio fun and bleeping out the words, but you can't listen to it unless you listen to it in its entirety. Uh, and there's just way too much cursing on here uh, for us to play it, even with bleeping it out. It had me wanting to run through a wall. I'll, honestly, if you put Ryan Day and and Kirby Smart in my living room and they're recruiting Grayson, I am sending Grayson 10 times out of 10 to UGA. I, I just I think he is a phenomenal coach. I think he cares a lot about those kids, and I think he is he's the best coach in college football right now. No argument there. Yep. I, I think it was so, really funny seeing um, David Pollock on on game day basically talk about how Georgia is is the lead. That dog. was great, and right <laughs> right in front of uh, Violet from um, Will Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right next to. Uh, Good old Nick Saban. Who the hell told Nick Saban that was a good suit? I don't know. That was awful. That was terrible. So, Peach Bowl, Natty. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Last night, uh, girls basketball, Christian Heritage and Bowden. We don't have a score for that. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to find one a little bit later. Mount Zion beat Atlanta Classical 60-15. to That's a big win for them, and it's a region win. Bremen beats Gordon Lee 46-35. Great win by the Bremen Blue Devils. They took care of business and basically was just in charge of that game the entire time. Um, How did you like call calling it last night, man? I listened to a little bit of the boys game. I thought you did really good. Thank you. Um, I, I yeah. think I, I got in a better groove probably in the second half of the girls game. Um, I started feeling a little bit more comfortable. But it's it's weird, man. Calling basketball is just weird. It's different. It's tough. It's tough and it's fast. <laughs> yeah, and the boys came with a lot faster than the girls. Um, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It for for a lot of folks don't understand how tough calling basketball is. A with how fast it is, and B when you uh, you don't know the kids' names by heart. Yet. Yes. Um, it, dude, it's tough. It's it's really. I I still. I mean, I've called like three or four Herd County games, and I still get tongue tied at Herd County games. Um. Yeah, it's it's tough, dude. You did you did a good job last night. I listened to the second quarter of the boys' game. I appreciate it. Uh, Sonoraville beat Central sixty-two to nineteen. Not a not a great night for the Central Lions. Uh, Harrelson County fell to Temple thirty-seven twenty-eight. McKenna Nix had eighteen points. Anna Howell eight points, and Carly Bagwell had five. Her County beat. I get to see McKenna in a couple in a couple weeks. Uh, I think it's next week. I get to see McKenna 
Um, I get to see the Temple Girls, and then I get to see the Mount Zion Girls. Uh, I believe both next week. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. Good. Yeah, we need to, we need to see them. Uh, Hurt County B. Pacelli, 46-23. Jaden Boykin makes the 1,000-point club. So congratulations to Jaden Boykin. And that's that's awesome. That's, what, three players now with Jasmine Owens and Mary House and they've got a thousand points in our area this year. Sure is. And if McKenna Nix keeps it up, she might hit a thousand in her sophomore season. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> uh, Villarica fell to Tri-Cities 56-51 and Westlake beat Carrollton 55-52. Amaya Frazier had 17 points. Kendall Ward also had 12 and Gracie Byford had 10. Wait, Gracie Byford went to Carrollton? Or is that Villarica? Oh, that's, I'm, that, that, those, those points were supposed to be under Villarica. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know how I did that. Yeah, that's that's Villarica's girls' point total. Sorry. <laughs> All right. In boys basketball, Christian Heritage beat Bowden 62-36. Uh, Mount Zion beats Atlanta Classical 69-66. Gordon Lee beats Bremen. Uh, it was I think it was 56-20-something. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was boys just could There was a lid on the the goal last night boys could not sink anything it was it was awful i think cade hit two threes um unfortunately and that was it and he that was sort of like the game uh casey and i called it was they just couldn't they couldn't hit anything man if if cade can get hot though and he can find his shot dude he can he can put up points quickly talking to his mom afterwards she she was you know just she was upset for cade but she was saying you know he played so well on the road wanted to play really well here at home but just couldn't honestly the one game i saw him this year it seems like his game has started to become more well-rounded i saw him put it on the floor and drive in a lot more i don't remember who they were playing yeah. when we watched him yeah, um but i didn't see that yeah i didn't see that, that much last year uh but he started to put that in his game this year which is pretty cool central beats the norville 48 41 carrollton beat westlake 66 to 55 harrison county fell to temple 67 to 38 Josiah Williams, 12 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, and 6 steals. Heck of a night for Josiah Williams. Xander Banks, 17 points and 7 rebounds. Her County fell to, to Pacelli, 75-50, and Villarica fell to Tri-Cities, 68-40. to On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar, obviously we, we mentioned we've got the Hawks-Bucks game tonight at 8. We also have college basketball. Point is at West Georgia boys and girls tonight so that's that's on the smith's four covering games and events calendar bill you need another cup of coffee this morning man i need a cup of coffee yes let's do it buddy another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor hannah strong with robert Goolsby real estate group the heat go nba record 40 for 40 on free throws to edge the thunder last night billy 40 for 40 that's unreal unfreaking real <laughs> They scored 112 points, and 40 of them were from the free throw. It's just, wow. 40, 40, <laughs> 40, 40 free throws. That's that's nuts, dude. That's absolutely insane. Stephanie McMahon uh, resigns from WWE. Nick Khan is now the sole CEO. This is a mid. Uh, I guess it's not rumors anymore that WWE will be sold. Vince McMahon is coming back and helping facilitate the sell of the franchise. Okay. <laughs> not a not a WWE fan? No, not really. What? I'm not. Never have been. Oh my oh my goodness. I'm gonna have to get Casey and Clay on you. Jeez, I know. man. 
We actually flipped off the national championship game to watch Raw. That's probably a good <laughs> idea. That's very cool. Yeah. We flipped it over to Raw, and we were going to flip it back to the WWE or the uh, National Championship, and the boys were like, hey, can we watch Raw for a little while? I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Carlos Correa finalized the deal with the <laughs> Twins after the Mets talk fizzle out. <laughs> Billy, don't you just feel bad for the Mets? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny that was my reaction to actually hey of those I, I know this is kind of going back of those 40 free throws that Miami hit Jimmy Butler hit 23 of them oh god <laughs> he had 23 free throws uh, yeah so the Mets to, Met to the twins makes a lot of sense anyway um, yeah they, they understood um, his knee injury or whatever the injury that's been holding up Going to the Giants and then to the Mets and then now back to the Finns. Oh, well, to hell with the Mets. That's my motto. Uh, the Bears GM quietly uh, quiets draft debates, backs Justin Fields as the number one quarterback. There were rumors floating around that the Bears were going to take a quarterback at number one. There have been rumors floating around that they're going to trade Justin Fields and trade back. Trade Justin Fields and trade back? Yeah. Well, that's you're getting rid of your quarterback and you're not getting a quarterback I'm telling that you this that I've, i was reading yesterday wow. i can't i cannot wait for the draft dude I, we still have this it's just barely into january and i'm already jacked up for the draft we're gonna have um, i guess my that, but we I got do we have free agency before then isn't free agency? uh yeah or, yeah yes free agency is now before the draft which makes way more sense oh, than it used to be oh so pumped yeah i'm so jacked uh, South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler announces he will return for the 2023 season. This is one of my dark horses for the 2023 season, Billy, is South Carolina. Good good on Rattler to coming back. Um, yeah. Chris, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Have we heard anything about CJ? We have not. We haven't heard anything about CJ Stroud, and we also haven't heard anything about Jackson Smith and Jigba. Has it? He declared, though, hasn't he? Like he has not. He has not declared. He did write that letter, uh, you know, like dear Buckeye fans. Um, but he is not officially declared yet. Huh. Neither him or C.J. Stroud have officially declared yet. It's interesting. Yes, very, very interesting. And today, in 1973, the American League adopts the designated hitter rule, one of my least favorite rules in all of baseball. I understand it. I'm not mad at it. I know there's reasons for it. I hate it personally, uh, but it does allow for another roster spot for a veteran player who possibly can't field, just hit. That's fine. Whatever. I understand it. I hate it. I understand it. Okay. Personally. I think I think it would be funny as hell next year if Max Free goes out there to hit and puts a DH in for somebody else who wasn't having a good <laughs> That year. would be funny. That <laughs> would be funny. Put a DH in for uh, Ozuna if he's in left field at all. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you got anything else to add on this Wednesday, dude? No. Uh, why don't you tease uh, what we're doing today? Uh, oh, yeah. Today I am making a loaf of bread, mainly ingredients with yogurt. Sure. Uh, oh, not that? No. Not that? Oh. oh. The conversation we're going to uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, we are going to have a conversation about our draft uh, party coming up in a couple months. So that's going to be. You know, we have a couple big. 
We have a couple big coaches interviews coming up. Uh, one of the coaches that we are going to interview, you'll know. He's been around the area for a, a while. And the, uh, the other coach we're going to interview today might be a newbie coming into the area. Uh, maybe not a newbie as in the sense of living here and everybody knowing who he is and everything, but a sense of he is going to be a newbie in the position and the role he will be in for the 2023 high school football season. Yep. Hopefully we'll get them both today. We'll see. Um, I, I got a message that's a time and place. Give me a time and place. So hopefully I'll be able to do that today. I love it. Ugh. Love it. All right, let's get out of here on a hump day, Billy. We will see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>